<sighs> Hello, wonderful person. I'm Cindy James and welcome to spending this very moment with me. In this very moment, I am feeling deliciously tired. The last couple of weeks have been so expansive in the fleeting now before this was recorded with feelings of vibration flowing through my body at a level that I just couldn't get enough exercise, whether it was walking, dancing, yoga, more. And, um, and I'm feeling now there's, there's three states of energy. There's expansion, contraction, and then stasis. And the stasis or stuckness can happen when you're expanding or when you're contracting. Neither of those feel very good. So there's natural states of energy and contraction is necessary for the wings or the billows to continue to grow. So I'm feeling the kind of delicious tiredness that comes from the contraction, like on a roller coaster. <clears throat> when you start coming down, that's pretty exciting too. But we tend to, we humans have made this decision that going up is good and coming down is bad on vibration when it's all part of the rhythm of life. So I'm enjoying this. I'm reveling in the natural contraction of my Cindy life. And I'm sharing that with you right now. And if you can let yourself find wherever you are on the expansion contraction level, and if there's some stasis, just let it dissolve. I mean, that's how you do it, by the way. You just let it dissolve. And in this merry moment, when I was starting to feel the contraction, it actually started to happen last night before this was recorded. We are in the eternal now, you and I, we are together now and forever. But in the fleeting now, before this was recorded, last night, I started to feel the, the expansive energy starting to have its momentary and not forever denouement, as the French would say, the coming down. And what can happen with we humans is that we pattern our thoughts to, oh, something must be wrong. And then we look like super sleuths for any issue that could be the reason for it. And boy, what we humans do, we can attach to that like a pit bull with a bone or a pit bull with someone's body. I had that happen to me once, it was not very pleasant. But shaman warrior, as I was told by my Native American shaman that I was studying with at the time, now I can call myself a shaman. This was years ago, 2004, as a matter of fact, because I had an almost death experience with an animal. I'm like, all right, like the bear claw marks or the lion. Um, shaman, we add that to the list. So as I was feeling that, I was very well aware of what was happening because this is what my life has been devoted to, to dissolving unnecessary suffering so that we can live in the expansive truths of what we are. And this is a time in humanity, whether you're expanding, contracting, stuck, there is a great chaotic kind of energy, a seeming disarray as systems and world organizations and peoples and families and, and genders and races and all sorts of things are, are really feeling a great shift. And shifts sometimes don't feel so pleasant. Like it didn't feel so pleasant when I was in transition, having my four babies going from eight to 10 centimeters before the pushing was happening. I would say that felt like pretty like wild supernova. I will explain that for people that haven't had that experience in the body that if you ever watched the old Star Trek or the new ones, when they would go warp speed, you know, okay, Mr. Scotty, take them to warp speed or Mr. Sulu, whoever was doing that, that feeling of being shot through the cosmos at warp speed, 
that's what transition felt like. By my third and fourth, I enjoyed it more. My first and second, I was like, oh, help. So what I know in those moments when the fleeting now and the facts, the vibration of expansion and contraction are part of our human experience, they're not really the infinite divine self. The divine self has that, can experience that, but the divine or our higher self, our whole self, our soul is beyond that kind of vibration. But what really helps is to then align ourselves with universal truths when the vibrations are, are having their way with us. And I would say, if you want to experience pleasure on this planet, if you want to experience your birthright, joy in the body and bliss, to let the vibrations have their way with you and align to truths. So for this, in this very moment, I'm going to share three simple and profound truths to soothe and elevate your spirit, no matter where you are on the vibrational scale. And the first truth, universal capital T truth, not fleeting fact, capital tree, T, tree, capital T, tree truth is that love alone is real. All else is illusion. Love alone is real. All else is illusion. Take some breaths and let this, let this resonate from the level of your soul into your body, into your mind, into your emotions, into your spirit, into your bank account, into your colleagues, into your families, into your work, into your vehicles, into your communities, into your countries, into your continent, into your planet, into your solar system. Plus, love alone is real. All else is an illusion, is a temporary shadow. And breathing into this space, this space of the truth, letting it wash through and soothe and elevate every bit of the experience of being you your name, the ever bit of the experience of being Cindy. You might want to even in this moment, say your name out loud, the flower known as you or the tree. And what love is, is the primal force of the divine, of the universe that created everything. Love can be like, but it doesn't have to be like love inhabits everything. And on this planet of ours, since love alone is real and love is everywhere and in everything, the game on this planet is just to wake up and enjoy the love. So this, I would like to say, might sound like blasphemy to the, the conditioned mind. Oh, the conditioned mind and the ego that likes to stay separate with my precious, my will be done. But the truth is, is that since love is everywhere and in everything, it is in the most heinous acts and the most glorious acts. But we're not enjoying them. We're not enjoying the primal force of the universe when we use the power of love or light. Love and motion is light. And we think and speak and feel and act or don't act in ways that aren't in alignment with our oneness, 
then we suffer and we don't enjoy that power of love. But when we then relax and let go of the constant judgment monster, you know, the ego, what the ego is, the simple definition is the affirmation of separateness and there is no separateness in love. There's only oneness and we play the game of the other to relate and have fun and create and to forget and remember. And we suffer when we hold the other as some eternally separate evil force that we either have to dominate and destroy or isolate and, and ignore or all the other permutations of what we do when we are not aligned consciously and completely with the source of all that is within us. So the truth number one, what it helps us do on a practical level is just take a deep breath and relax. <sighs> Love alone is real. All else is illusion. There is no nefarious other unless we want to play the game of the nefarious other. What that means practically is, is we don't accept and condone the behaviors that perpetuate the vicious pain of separation of the other actually means that we can then inhabit our fierce, ferocious advocate for the oneness that doesn't destroy the other. It sees the other in wholeness and no longer plays the game that hurts. We want to play a better game. So in this moment, this simple truth, let it just relax every bit of your being. Relax your jaw, relax your shoulders, relax your eyebrows. I tend to uh, ball up right here in my Ajna, so I like to kind of open that up. You might want to even do that with your fingers. Relax your belly, let it be loose. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Power of a Woman's Belly, I mean, regardless, and in fact, even if you're not a, identified as woman, listen to that and let it, let it elevate your spirit too and enliven your mind and your thoughts and your actions so that you can be a force for that letting, that belly, that precious place that has our solar plexus, our per sense of personal power. It has our vitality chakra, which has to do with creativity and sensuality and sexuality and passion. It has our spleen and our liver chakras, which has to do with our immune system and our ability to filter out that which we don't need and let go of rage. It has our meng meng chakra, which has everything to do with our releasing unnecessary pressure so that we can have the force of the universe flow through us at our command. Letting the belly release and reveling in the belly. And then let your pelvic floor relax we tend to squeeze our asses, don't we get, I mean, tight ass. <laughs> There's this quote by Maya Rudolph, and I think I said it in The Power of a Woman's Belly, and I think it's just genius. Whether it's universal truth or not, I'll share it now, but I think it's comedic and genius. She says at a, a certain point, um, when, a woman, when a woman becomes over 40 years old, she has to make a choice between her face and her ass. She can have a young looking soft face and a big round ass, or she can have a tight ass 
and the face of Skeletor. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's universal truth, but it's kind of funny, right? People sometimes say, Cindy, you look so young. How come? I'm like, well, there's whole bunches of reasons because I'm connected to the infinite youth of the universe, the stem cell of the spirit. And I am, in fact, becoming ever youthful. But I also, I say sometimes, eat a cookie. It might help your skin. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe oatmeal raisin, maybe chocolate chip, maybe ginger, like whatever floats your boat. But those harsh rules around what we eat actually diminish our life force. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that would say, ooh, Cindy, mm-hmm. but, 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 but I say, this isn't a phrase that's been coming to me in the last couple of weeks. Beware of high vibrational ignorance where you're so right and you can prove it, but all it does is to serve is separate you from the joy of being this human flower, this human tree. <sighs> and enjoy yourself. And your, I mean, mazel tov if you have a tight ass and it's all sculpted and muscular. Nothing wrong with that. I appreciate that too. But I also appreciate the power of my body and the beauty of my body that looks more like an ocean with doppled waves or part of it looking like the Grand Canyon with the striations and why we would so revere all these different textures and looks on the mother earth, but on the mother female form, we would judge it and we would try to put it more into what a classic male form would be. I think that that um, diminishes the enjoyment for the masculine, the feminine, and all gender expressions and none. So as we relax our, our precious buttocks and move into the second simple truth to hold on to, to align with, to imbibe, and to write down, to remember in this specific age that we are in, in time and space, is that the energies known as the masculine and the feminine are not competing interests or attributes or principles. They are intended to complement and elevate the experience of being human from the deep knowledge of our infinite self. The male and the female, the masculine and the feminine, the active and the receptive, the conscious and the connected, these forces that sometimes get inhabited when we identify as woman or, or man or non-binary or trans, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, I, I, since I identify as woman, I'm, I'm not completely savvy on all the new gender expressions, but since my youngest child who was born and we called a physical male and a son now identifies as queer and non-binary and trans and it's, it's an evolving awakening for me. I now know that any construct that limits the energies of the divine from manifesting in joy and collaboration in harmony, masculine and feminine are meant to collaborate in the creative process. And we need, we long for, we pulsate with genital as well as full body pleasure. When those forces, regardless of gender identity, come together and collaborate with respect and reverence and play and willingness. You know, it's, it, it's said 
I don't know why I say, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying right now? I'm saying that. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> the masculine as it traditionally manifests, and I've got a lot of masculine in me, I wouldn't be able to do the job I did. I wouldn't have been a top corporate litigator that never lost a case and top of my class and blah, 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 blah. Didn't make me happy, but it did make me competent in areas of human life. But I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't have a lot of masculine energy. But mass and masculine energy seeks consciousness and freedom. That consciousness, that stable oneness, that isness, that undisturbed presence and the freedom to experience that. And the feminine seeks love in motion and connection. I mean, that force of that infinite latent force in motion is light and the feminine is light. And she is manifested to be seen and revered and adored and delighted and to play with sounds sexual, but yes, collaborated with in that connecting to the joy of creation. And the paradox is, or really the grand news is that the consciousness and freedom that the masculine principle or the active principle seeks cannot be fulfilled unless it has the love and connection and the movement of the feminine. And the feminine principle that seeks that love and motion and connection and the fullness of the creative life force burst cannot fulfill that unless it has the complement and the experience of the consciousness and freedom of the male. And when they come together, that's when we inhabit the same exact creative power that made the heavens and the earth. And that is certainly an allegory for the feminine and masculine merging in sensuality and sexuality. But more than that, we're with that, not more than that, complementary to that is us right now just to relax that the polarities that we see in our psyche, in our body, in our relationships, in our world, in our politics, in our racial relations, in our um, romantic relations and our familial relations and everything that we see. Those polarities that seem like we, 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 we pretend that there's the nefarious other and sweet Lord, can we prove it? I mean, A, B, C, genocide, doesn't matter for rape, murders, I mean, all that kind of stuff. We can prove it from the factual level, but I can tell you, you're not going to Elevate and soothe your spirit from the factual level right now. And you're actually going to create more of the dis-ease that you so seek to heal. If you don't understand the point of polarities and to purify them in yourself and in the world. You know, one of the tenets of the Galactic Council of Women All Genders Welcome is no controversy. Which means we can all have our differing opinions about how things should go. Because of course we're human. But it's not a place for the polarizing, separating assertion of them as the right or wrong of either. I wrote a blog once called, um, if you're right, you're probably screwed because you're delving in to the fight of the right and wrong or the male or female or the yes or the no. Or I'm going to I'm going to say I'm not I, I'm, my intention. Please forgive me if it is going to trigger anything or Republican and Democrat, or this or that. 
I, I don't recognize what I learned about political parties when I was younger. I mean, I think the Republic, what I learned about when I was in 10th, 11th grade in Fairport High School with the most amazing teachers. I had such a great high school education. I mean, I think it was probably the best education I had, college and law school aside, as far as traditional education goes, because of the willingness to delight the intellect and, and not force us into, I mean, I really enjoyed learning. I'm going to get off on a tangent with that, but I, I just, if at this moment we can take a breath and offer this for the reinfusion of the joy of learning into every aspect of the educational systems. So what I learned is that Republican ideals basically meant like government shouldn't climb up your ass and you should have freedom to experience yourself. I'm like, oh my God, I love that. I don't want government up my ass. I want to be free to experience myself. I, I really like that. And the democratic ideals were, is that the government of the whole had responsibility for the overall health of the people of the nation. I'm like, oh my God, I love that. I love that the health and welfare of the nation is something that the government has an eye on and has as one of its primary functions. Oh my God, I love that. I love being able to be part of an organization where the health and welfare of the whole matters. Seems great. So they, I think these, in my mind, again, take what you like, leave the rest. Um, I don't know what's happening in the world today with regard to that, but I, what I do feel and sense and causes me the sensation of strife and so many others is that um, we've gone half cocked. Sounds sexual too. I think a half cocked is a terrible thing, but um, not a terrible thing, but we're gone half cocked. We're just going off on this terror of trying to win or lose. Where the masculine dominates rather than acts in consciousness of the whole. And the feminine then is so undervalued that she doesn't know herself and becomes suppressed in her ability to nurture. And those two forces can't complement each other and elevate. Hmm. So this simple truth is designed to help you let go of the fear of the other so that you can collaborate in the different faces of the oneness and enjoy the raw, pure pleasure of seeing the one in the many and relating to the true loving aspect and the creative spark of the divine that is neither masculine or feminine, separates itself into active and receptive for the purposes of creation. And we then we'll have at our disposal the energy with which to truly transform what's happening on this planet. That's one of my personal missions right now, to merge the heart of humanity with the soul of money, which is a feminine force, a nurturing force, to be able to create a better world for all. It's why I've created the women attracting and mastering gobs of money and oodles of power, uplifting the world. And women asterisks, women are all those who revere the feminine principle, the female body, the energy of the mother are committed to being able to access and cultivate and direct that feminine power in balance and collaboration with the masculine. And why I now know that my life purpose, which I share in common with all of us, 
is to awake to our true nature as love personified and then being able to pursue our calling. My calling is to be able to serve in this way. And I'll be launching some an amazing program, a world-changing, personal, uplifting program called the Fierce Feminine Prosperity Power Program coming soon. October 25th, 2022, as a matter of fact, breathe into that and to let go in this moment with this truth that the masculine and feminine or the seeming polarities of anything are meant and are destined to collaborate, to enhance and elevate the experience of your deepest desires. Hmm. And then dear wonderful person, we're going into simple truth number three. And I love this truth. It's one of my favorite things is when you understand the nature of dying, when you really understand it and accept it with the lightness of heart with which the whole game of creation has been authored, you can really go for fully living your life. And truly your life radiates as an exemplary model and uplifts the whole world instantaneously, whether you're trying to or not. And then you probably can try to actively and do that as well. Is that, so this notion of dying, I, my one of my sister-in-laws, her name is Tamara, and she was married to my brother, Stephen, um, and he left this realm about three and a half years ago, skedaddled to the other side. And she's an extraordinary woman in so many ways. And she's remarried now to my brother-in-law, Joe, and um, my niece, Maya Rose, is 13, my goddaughter as well, Stephen's daughter, and now Joe's stepdaughter, and of course, Tamara's forever daughter. She's got such a way of cutting through the bullshit of the noise of life to go for enjoying life. And she says it with such simple urgency when she'll say, you know, Cindy, we just all die in the end. So let's just go for happiness. We just all die in the end. And she says it. She says that so much in the last three and a half years. And she just said it recently to me because we're planning a trip for New Year's and we planned it. And, and uh, she just, she was just like, we just all die in the end. And, you know, with the lightness of that, it, it's not like some doom and all that. But she watched her husband. I watched my younger brother complete his lifetime in the body and the gifts of that. I felt his spirit come through me. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Voice of My Sister Cindy, I so encourage you to do that. I think um, I think of the things that I've been able to share on this planet that's the one I'm most grateful for at this moment. I'm most grateful for my brother, Stephen, and how he left this realm and how my, my brother and my sister and my sister-in-laws and my nieces and my dad and my stepmom, how we all came together in that. We were just talking about that, my dad and my stepmom and I yesterday, the symphony. When there's high energy, and there's high energy right now, people on the planet, there are a lot of dying's happening and deaths occurring. So there can be new life. But what can happen is if you're not aware and conscious of these truths, the, the lower vibrational energies can be fueled and you can run amok. It can run amok. And 
what happened with my family of origin is that when this, my brother had his stroke and his last day of speaking, which is what the voice of my sister Cindy is about, it was actually his last sentence to me. And now it's time to hear the voice of my sister Cindy. And then the surgery that then augmented him leaving to the other side after a week in a um, irreversible brain damage coma. What I came to know is that, that that symphony of celebrating life, which when moments after Stephen passed, not knowing he had passed because I wasn't in that room, his soul whooshed through my sister-in-law and me after having such heightened energy, which is what I've been feeling in my body. I know, I know, and for so many other reasons, because I get to attend birth and death as part of my profession. I don't like to say job because this is no job at all. It is a joy. It is the greatest, the greatest way I can experience being me is that once you understand the nature of dying, it's like, what's the point of pretending that we're small? What's the point of worrying? What's the point of not going for your best, amazing life? What's the point of letting shame or the shoulds or anyone else's opinion of you, including your ego's opinion. You know, the ego is the affirmation of separateness and it does a really good job because it's a really good game, this game of forgetting and remembering. But when the ego tells you you can't, you shouldn't be afraid. Oh no, don't do that. Don't do that. They shouldn't do that or whatever it is. Oh boy, where's the fun in that? I mean, I was for a part of my life, a significant part of my life, trying to do this business of living from the energy of should. And I should all over people too, by the way, should, I believe is the only curse word, uh, because I was seeking a path to safety based on rules. And what I know to be true is the only rule is that there are no rules. That's a bonus fourth simple truth. And I encourage you to know that in the end, this form, this flower or tree known as you will complete and will dissolve, whether in a funeral pyre or whether in the ground or however it's going to be. Your soul will go on, but this experience like Cindy will never exist again. And I'm going for it. In my sovereign authority as an infinite spark of all that is, I'm going for it. And I'm going for it sharing with you. You know, over the past many years, those of you that know me personally or follow me on Facebook, might be like, what's Cindy doing? Cindy Unleashed, Galactic Council, Women, All Genders, Welcome, Prosper Plus, Gobs and Oodles, and now the Fierce Feminine. I can tell you what I'm doing is that I am listening to the deepest calling of my soul and the best guidance and the most ancient and esoteric wisdom to play being me to the fullest for my own personal enjoyment, for those I love and care about and collaborate with, and for everyone and everything. And I'm going to give this amazing body and the thoughts and the identity known as Cindy everything I possibly can now that I have consciously and completely aligned myself with the source in me. So I'm going to share with you um, something that came through me the other day. I want to tell you this business of, of knowing that we are not of the body, allows the body to be such a temple of the spirit, such a vehicle for the release of divine life or in Native American, like the hollow flute or the hollow bone. Whoosh, it's, um, it's spectacular. And it's a lot, by the way. I'm glad 
that I have comrades in the light. This is what came to me in one of the early morning um, <sighs> downloads up lights. And I want to read it to you right now. And this will be our, our closing um, moment of Zen, as John Stewart used to say. It is not your personality's job to decide whether you are beautiful, whether you are valuable, whether you are whole, whether you are lovable, and whether you belong. It's your soul, your soul's job. And your soul made that decision at the moment you began to exist as you. You, you, you are wonderful. I added that in just now. You are beautiful. You are valuable. You are whole and you belong. Period. Revel in that. And stop trying to redecide something that has been permanently written in the cosmos by your soul. And do something delightful, amazing, wonderful with the energy that gets unleashed when you do so, when you let go of trying to redecide your strength, your wholeness, your beauty, your mattering, your capability to move in time and space and have a life of your dreams. The energy that released that is released people is normal. And then do something like taking a deep breath, <sighs> forgiving your past, all of it, including two seconds ago, just forgive it with that energy, fire hose it, erase, erase, have a great orgasm or lots of them as many times as you want. Get a great nap, enjoy a wonderful meal, call a dear friend, take a risk for love or radically uplift the world in the ways you uniquely can by your very presence or by directing the gifts that you have in this lifetime in service to vibrant health, lasting happiness, sustainable harmony, and prosperity plus. And then enjoy living in the state of being in true love. True love, love alone is real. All else is illusion. The masculine and feminine, the polarities we see on this planet were created to help us enjoy and enhance the experience of being human and access the creative power in the heavens and the earth. And once we understand <laughs> and lighten up about this business of dying, oh boy, can we let go of fear and smallness and ignorance and go for living the life of our dreams and as I say, we become a model for children because when you ask yourself this question, what child do you know that would want to grow up to be like you, would want to think like you, act like you, work like you, play like you, make love like you, I mean, forgive like you, imagine like you, then you can really enjoy the serenity and the vitality of who and what you are. Oh, dear, wonderful person. Thank you for being with me in this very moment. Thank you for basking in these three simple truths to really soothe and elevate your spirit for you, for me, and for everyone and everything. And I so wholeheartedly invite you to join me and countless others and allow me to share the gifts of what I've experienced from traveling the world and receiving the most ancient and esoteric teachings and practices combined with the most leading edge wisdom 
To this day, I'm still doing that. And let me share that with you. I'm calling it spiritual osmosis so that at this moment in humanity, we can hold truths and build new foundations as the old that no longer serves, the limiting fears, the shame, the pride, the shoulds get dissolved in the light of the great illuminating sun. And the moon reflects that light even when it's dark. Love, power, and blessings, dear, wonderful, beautiful, whole, radiant, belonging, strong person. Mwah.